1: Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day six of our NALCS team by team preview podcast series. We have talked about five teams so far. We are more than halfway through. We're turning that corner, and Riot is finally turning the corner on actually letting us know what these rosters are going to be. But we have them. It's late at night on a Thursday, but we have them, and we're going to talk about one of the more interesting developments. That came out today, and that's going to be from a tribe called FlyQuest. And I can't think of anyone I'd rather have break all this down with me than my good friend and co-host, Walter C. Eddie Walter, why are you even implying that this isn't a joke I've made way too often on this show? I
0: am. That's why I'm I'm (laughs) groaning and I'm sighing and I'm going, why did I agree to do a podcast about FlyQuest at 2 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time? Because you're just going to try and jam as many fun... FlyQuest high moon puns into this, and I'm just going to want to kill myself. So, you know, (laughs) thanks for that. And thank you, Riot, for for being so on top of your game that I have to record a podcast at 2 o'clock in the morning so it can go out tomorrow. So I tip my hat to all of you in the Riot NA eSports office. I'm very happy. Very happy person.
1: You know, I'm going to give you the same advice that I'm going to give their new signing, which is don't kill yourself or get yourself killed. Uh, and that's something that's been a problem for the frontline 80 carry that has now joined the roster, <laughs> Wild Turtle. Uh, the frontline pro- eighty <laughs> carry. <laughs> to be fair, they do have a lot of other pieces on this roster. You have Balls in the top lane, Moon in the jungle, High as your mid laner. Tech is still going to be around, it looks like, as a backup support because TSM's statement on Wild Turtle specifically says that he wanted a starting role. No reason to believe that that isn't going to be the case then. And that means your support... Is Lemon Nation? It's it's a reunion of a lot of these, you know, even pre Cloud Nine games. We're getting into Quantic territory, folks. It's kind of exciting. Let let's talk about FlyQuest as a whole before we get into everyone's favorite frontline 80 carry. How do you feel about FlyQuest last split? Did did you feel like the fact that they they got to that third place match means that they well exceeded what we expected of them, or? Is this about peaking at the right moment and, and kind of rolling the momentum from there? So,
0: so here's the thing. like I feel like every analyst on the planet that thought about FlyQuest kind of had them pegged in that 6th, 7th territory. So obviously, like hey, they ended up in the 3rd, 4th place match. Um, they exceeded our expectations, technically. Uh, as a whole, they, they did what we expected them to do. They had a really good, strong start to the split. They they came out on you know on all cylinders. They were you know a top three team for the majority of that early part of the split, and then sort of faltered towards the end. And it was because they had this excellent synergy between their core four. And I know we had a lot of questions about Moon, but Moon is, ended up being their best player, and he sort of filled the exact same role that Contracts did, and excelled at it. And they really, once they realized Moon was kind of the primary. Uh, the primary wingman for High on this team, and that was what we were thought was missing, was a secondary carry behind High, they really took off. It was just that when they... It started to get too cute with stuff. They started to re- understand that their mechanical deficiencies of the players um, not named High or Moon, they were like, okay, well, how do we get an advantage here? Oh, let's play, you know... Double Bruiser Bot Lane with Mordekaiser and Nautilus. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I totally get that. That works. And then, oh, let's play Double Bruiser Bot Lane, but we're going to flex that Nautilus into the top lane and play Maokai Bot Lane, and that'll work. And I'm like, no. And then let's play a Shaco Jungle when it doesn't make any sense to play Shaco Jungle. And I was like, I like the thought, but no. So, at the end of the day, like, yeah, they kind of exceeded our expectations. They came out swinging, they came out running on all cylinders, and then they sort of tailed off to the end of the split, and they had a little spike again um, in the playoffs, so they could get to that that third, fourth place match. And I know you of all people, will Chase, will just say, but Darshan, why Darshan? We wouldn't be talking about FlyQuest exceeding expectations. Of
1: course I'm going to be saying, Darshan, why Darshan? I feel the same way about this match that I do about the Splice Misfits match that I harp on all the time in Europe. This should have gone to CLG. And and to be fair, and I'm going to give FlyQuest a whole bunch of credit here, they had to follow the play and play out to that final win condition. They had to win the game. Yes, they were able to take advantage of a big mistake, but they had to do enough that they could take advantage of that mistake. They had to be at a point where they'd won two maps prior to that point. So, certainly, it doesn't take away everything. But if we're going to act like FlyQuest were so much better than we thought, We're ignoring half of the split where they went from being really, really good tied for the best record or maybe one loss behind for the first half of the split and then went really, really bad for a good portion of the second half up until they kind of fought their way back in in week nine and secured that playoff spot over Immortals. There was a good chance if Immortals beats either of Team Liquid or Team Envious in week six of the NA LCS FlyQuest isn't in the playoffs and no, I'm not over it. Hashtag rest in pieces, Lord Flame and my my beloved Immortals team. But we they will have a step forward for FlyQuest. We do have something where we can say tangibly, this is an upgrade on paper, right? Do we feel good about this Wild Turtle signing? Is this something that you expected FlyQuest to look at as a position in which they'd want to make those efforts? Like oh, how how do you feel about this move?
0: Absolutely, like AD Carry absolutely had to be the position that they went to to go make changes because. All tech. all tech is the easiest A to carry a game plan around because all you have to do is just threaten him. All you have to do is just get in his face. You don't have to throw a punch. you don't have to you don't have to you know have a weapon. all you have to do is like get in his face and just like aggressively like bark at him. It's Mm. like when players are taking like free throws and you have, or it's like Lance Stevenson. All you need is Lance Stevenson to just get into his face and just like blow in his ear. Or like, you know, untie his shoes. Or like silly stuff like that. And it's just like, Altec's like, nope, peace, I'm out of this team fight. And you're like, wait a minute, like, they have no mana. What What do you mean? Like, oh, but, yeah, well, uh, you know, that Nautilus could have thrown one dredge hook at me, and, and, you know, I didn't have heal, I had flash, but, you know, I'm not caught. Like, he just seems like such a skittish player, and I'm sick of it. And I feel bad, because I constantly harp on this point. Because he does have some moments where he goes absolutely off in fights. And because of the safe way he plays, he's able to skirt around the edge of these fights and pick up, you know, these low health targets, and he can kite very, very well. But there are just absolutely sometimes where he just totally gives up when he's at full health full mana and has both summoner spells up and you're just kind of like dude you're an eighty carry like you have to deal damage you have to kill someone like you're not a burst mage where you can go in blow all your cooldowns kill someone and be like all right now i can peace out like you're auto attack base you have to do this and i thought maybe some of these utility eighty carries ash varus that kind of stuff would help him because he could just throw out one alt in a fight and he wouldn't really have to worry all that much about whether he's safe or not um but it, it just at the end of the day it just didn't really work out for him and the team really 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 relied on high and moon to be the primary damage dealers um going to wild turtle exact opposite issue like like you said this is this is the frontline 80 carry i think we need to trademark this term because this it's sort of like the like the support carry position that edward like famously created and like all these kind of other you know, things you look at players, you're like, oh, that's the type of player he was. You know, we had the suicide mid laner in in, in Reggie always playing Carthus and Kennen, and he was their primary gauge, you know, suicide gauge. That's kind of what you get from Wild Turtle, but from the 80 carry position. So I, I like that like frontline carry, uh carry namesake for him. He's not afraid to get into fights. He's not afraid to try and make that play. He's not afraid to get in front of his tanks and say, No, follow me forward. He will grab that flag from his dead comrade and charge into battle, knowing that everyone else is dead, and just go, nah, I got this, boys. And then he'll die, and we all laugh at him. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? I wasn't a chicken. I tried my hardest. And we go, oh, Turtle, I miss when you got a pentakill in your very, very first match because of that, because that was amazing.
1: Yeah, because for every time that you watch Wild Turtle flash... In, in the middle of nowhere and, and seemingly get himself killed because his team is nowhere near close enough to follow him. You have that moment where he flashed and, like, uh, almost from melee range, hit that ash arrow to get the initiation his whole team could follow up on. It was one of the stupidest engages I've ever seen, but it worked. And FlyQuest and that,
0: fell for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and FlyQuest fell for it. And that's something where you have to look at, you know, maybe that's the moment FlyQuest looked at and said, That's something that's that what we, we need. need. And, and, and to some extent, I think that that's fair. I mean, I, I went back and forth on on All Tech over the course of the season. He was a guy that I almost put on my All Pro list for AD carry at the third team, which A says that I really did not like the AD carry position in North America this last split. But B, when he's good, his moments are very good. Uh, he loses lane, which is a problem and is something that consistently uh, has has held him back. And that's something that Wild Turtle isn't going to have the same problem with. Well, but. Not as severe. Uh, When you're losing your lane by an average of 5 CS per uh, 10 minutes, that's kind of a problem. Over the course of a full season, that's pretty significant. Cody's son, at his worst, was not quite that bad in lane. It was was around that number. So. It, it's a concern to me, um, but, you know, and this KDA numbers are great. I, I call it cop syndrome when it comes to all tech because he was the first guy to really be that. I am going to make sure that I don't die. And when you look at my numbers, they will always look good. But I mean, you look at damage per minute, right? Uh, all tech 494. That is below average among North American 80 carries. And that's fine. If, say, you have a carry top laner, their top laner is balls. Balls is not a carry top laner. I I don't think anyone would mistake the way that Balls is playing at this point in his career for someone that's going to single-handedly take over a game, the way that someone like, say, Flame would maybe take some damage away and some resources away from someone like Cody Sun, whose damage per minute numbers are very similar to Altex. So, without those same excuses, you're left with that caveat of, yeah, he just wasn't willing to engage. So, I guess the the key here, Walter, is going to come down to Everyone's favorite narrative ever, high as the mastermind, shot calling nope, genius. Nope, nope,
0: nope, nope. nope. Can nope, he nope, rein nope, in nope, nope, wild nope, turtle's nope, nope, worst nope, tendencies? Nope, nope, nope. That that narrative is done, done and dead, boys. Because uh, because high cannot single handedly shot call this team into the finals. So I'm hereby dubbing that narrative dead. Like yeah, we can silly say he's this fantastic shot caller, but we're not putting him at like god like you know mata pawn a Dandy, like, Samsung level of, like, he's a god among shot callers! He I can mean, make water out of wa- wine out of water! Oh. Like, no, I'm not with that. Nah, not, not at all.
1: Mata wouldn't have been able to win with that team either, right? Like, I mean, what... what so, let, let's get deeper into that. Why do you think that that deserves to be stripped from high? Why do you think that he can't be that figure that kind of gets the most out of a wild turtle type player?
0: So, the problem is, is they're just... Wild turtle really shouldn't be the primary engager. Like that shouldn't happen. As, as we're as we're seeing, like Ash and Varus are shifting out of the meta. If you're watching any of the Massia Cup, if you're watching any of the uh, University of Legends uh, League of Legends tournament, like it's going to Jinx and Caitlyn, and like you still get some Ash, you still get some Varus, but like how do you be a primary engager on, on Jinx? Like I guess you could flash forward and, and throw out the traps, and like you could do the same thing with Caitlyn, but at the same time, then you're a Caitlyn without flash that just threw this tiny little area of effect root that takes a second to arm and then also has to be stepped on. And if I'm an opposing top laner or a Lee Sin jungle, I'm just like, hit, eh, hit, eh, eh, get over here, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna insect him. Like, it's just you can't do that, and that's part of the problem. Is like balls isn't a primary engager we don't quite know what moon is going to be like when we shift out of this super aggressive assassin meta like he's not a great lease in player he's an okay lease his Rek'Sai is okay like his gra- like what happens when we get him away from these super secondary carry damage champions um in all honesty like i think they're going to need to turn into more of like a lane kind of control team where they're going to just try and you know try and put pressure on one lane i think it's mostly going to be bottom i think that lemon nation and wild turtle together as a tandem can be a very aggressive um you know pushing lane you can you know constantly be moving forward constantly trying to catch out opposing teams sure against someone like stick say and Aframu or double lift and biofrost you're not really going to be able to take advantage of them but you can take advantage of some of these other weak 80 carries the apollos the Lods. um uh, not not sneaky necessarily, but like some of those other weaker eighty carries, you might be able to exploit them and try and build up a lead that way, and then let Wild Turtle go wild because he's a very good, like hyper carry kind of player. When he doesn't get caught out, he is a very good Jinx player. That pentakill was on uh, was on Cogma, I believe, Caitlyn, Caitlyn or Cogma. Like that's where we're going back towards. And He is very mechanically talented. It is just these sort of brain fart moments where he's like, "All right, I'm about to engage," so. You know, we'll see what happens. I think that their kind of mindset is going to have to change. I don't think we're going to see anything super cheesy like Mordecai's or Nautilus spot lane. Oh, God, oh, God, please don't do that. Um, but there's going to have to be a really fundamental mindset change in the team of balls can't just be a i'm just gonna you know peel and i'm gonna use my cc to try and control team fights and protect my carries like he's gonna have to start actually engaging with dredge hooks and engaging with depth charges and engaging with i don't know what other top laners are going to be played because i don't think he's a cled player and we're seeing a ton of cled in demacia cup so it'll be very interesting to see how this this mid-season meta shift really affects a, a balls as a player.
1: Yeah, and this is something where, you know, I, I think one of the narratives that really is going to permeate FlyQuest throughout this split is is just how reliant they became as the season went on 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 weird pocket picks. You know, up until their series against CLG, the only way that they had remained competitive in some of these best of three series in the second half of the season was to play things like Mordekaiser, was to play Shaco or Evelyn or, you know, all these different kind of off-kilter picks. and. I, I love Pocket Picks. I will always be a fan of, of Pocket Picks in the right situation. Support Maokai isn't really one I'm going to be a huge fan of, but you know, it, it reminds me now a it lot... it might be good! Of, I mean, maybe now I'm with the new rework, I'd have to think about it, but it reminds me a lot of one of the players I used to coach, uh, Ravino, my mid laner, he loved coming up with weird ideas. Uh, he one time came up to me and asked me if he could play mid-Evelyn in a scrim. And I was like, this is, sounds like the worst idea in the world. He's like, let me try it once in solo queue. He tried it. It was terrible. He's like, let me try it again. I'm like, no, actually go do something that will be valuable to the team, please. But I love that spirit. I love that as a general rule. I love bouncing off players like that. I love hearing the theory crafting. But at some point, this team is going to have to look within themselves and say... This is where the game is. This is where the meta is. This is. These are the skills that we need to have if we are going to succeed. How do we get there? And that's the part that I haven't seen from FlyQuest, is when the meta turns against them, and right now it's very much looking like it is. And that doesn't mean it won't come back, of course. But for right now, that's a genuine concern. How do they make the meta work for them? Are they going to keep trying to brute force these weird picks and just hope that they could be smarter than other teams? or are they going to try to adapt? And if they are going to adapt, are Balls and Lemonation at this point in their career ready to do that on a mechanical basis? Is high? I mean, look, High's first half of the split was great, but is he going to be able to do that for a whole nother split? They're question marks and they're question marks that I think are are concerning to me when I think about how they're going to respond this split. Where listen. do you
0: listen? If teams are going to continually walk into High's Oriana ultimates and just like clump together and let him hit four man Oriana ultimates like TSM did in some of in some of the games in the regular season, like High can still look like a god. But at the same time, I would just ban his Oriana and say, okay, how else are you going to make plays if you can't just you know throw a ball and alt? Uh, salty TSM fan, sorry. I know some c- people are getting annoyed by that, but I just
1: Corky kinda... mid. Quirky mid, please.
0: Okay. He was great on that? Yeah, he He's... was great on Quirky Mid. That was that was probably his best champion, and then his like his Cinder and Oriana were after that. But look how quickly Quirky fell out of the meta. It was like three weeks and it was gone. And I get yeah. world world championships are gonna come back and is gonna be back in the mid lane, but like are we positive this team is gonna make it to worlds? Are we positive this team is gonna make it to the semifinals of the playoffs? Are we positive this team is gonna even make the playoffs? Playoffs?
1: I mean, that's Let's that's the question. Playoffs. That's the question I'm asking you, Walter. Where does this team end up ultimately, with all these concerns, and I do think they are fair concerns. Ultimately, where do they end up?
0: See, the problem is that the NA scene is just so muddy after the top two. Like, honestly, if you told me at the end of the split, FlyQuest is third and wins the third fourth place match, I would be surprised. If you tell me they're you know seventh and they they had a hard fought match in their last series with against. Dignitas, let's say. And it was Dignitas and FlyQuest. Whoever wins that series makes it into the playoffs, and you tell me FlyQuest loses in a, you know, tough fought, you know, one two one series that goes Dignitas's way, like I could believe that too. Uh you're not gonna let me cop out, so I'm gonna say fifth place. That is where I think they'll probably end up at the end of the split. Fifth place. Yeah. I don't think they make the semifinals.
1: I have them as a fifth and sixth seed as well. I do think they're good enough to make the playoffs. I think for all the criticisms I made, they had moments where they looked really good. I, I think certainly the team synergy is there. And while High might not be the be-all, end-all that he may have been at certain points in his career, I think he does more than enough to put them in positions where they can win. I think a lot of it's just going to come down to how much do they have left in the tank to really make the most out of whatever opportunities the Met is going to present them with. Because there are going to be playstyles that they are going to have to learn how to use and deal with that aren't in their comfort zone. And I just, when you use a pocket pick all the time, it's no longer a pocket pick. It's just what you do. And teams can plan against it. And it's no longer, no one's going to get caught out by the fact that Moon's playing Evelyn anymore. So what do you got for us, guys? If you're not going to surprise us. We're going to have to see. but that's Every, Everyone's thinking. waiting
0: for the Shaco, too. That's not a, oh, I'm just going to go play Shaco. The only other stealth champion in the game, Twitch. i just saying, Moon. You play Twitch, you play the rat. Then we might have something to talk about. I'd be, I'd be intrigued by a little Twitch juggle.
1: Today I learned Rengar does not have stealth. Interesting. Well, anyway.
0: <laughs> no, technically that's invisibility, isn't it?
1: I, you know I forget
0: how they coded everything. We're, we're I just want to see Twitch in the jungle.
1: We're going to save that on the Riot Mechanics Semantics podcast. But until then, we're going to have to say that this has been a team-by-team team preview podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we certainly had a lot of fun with it. I think FlyQuest is an interesting team. And you guys should let us know in the comments underneath what you think about our arguments here. Were we too harsh? Did you think we gave too much credit for certain things? Let us know. You can find me at Red shirt King if you want to talk to me about anything I said directly. Walter, where can the people at home find you? Uh,
0: you guys can find me at Cads underscore lol, and I'm instituting a new rule for this uh, for this summer split. Anyone who makes any high moon jokes uh, at my Twitter, at the Rough Draft Twitter, or in the comment section of any one of our videos gets instantly blocked on all my accounts. Have a great summer, folks.
1: You heard you heard here first. Boys, you know what to do now. I'm counting on you, denizens of the Internet, and Try. I'm counting on Riot. Counting on Riot to actually make sure that all of the things that we think are in the database now are finalized. So hopefully we'll have a whole bunch more episodes about NA and EU moving forward. So until then, <laughs> bye, Internet. So, Walter, I, I felt like I had to tell you this, and it's been a, a very interesting Sequence of events heading into this episode. If people are curious why, maybe I was a little loopy during the fly quest bit. I was at work today. I'm currently working at a grocery store for people who don't know, trying to get my hours in while I try to find a full-time job. And one of our customers did not remember to grab all of his bags. Left one bag out at the end of the at the end of the row. So I went to chase after him. Now there are two ways you can view this story. You can view the story through my lens, or through the sto- lens of everyone else in the story. So, from my point of view, <laughs> the value... I just balance, see run, forest, run. It's exactly that. <laughs> so I, I just see it, and I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta catch that guy because if it were me, I'd want someone running after me with my stuff. I wouldn't want to have to drive back at. 10 o'clock at night trying to get to a safe way uh, to get my groceries. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm charging through and I get to the doors and for whatever reason, they're not opening. And I don't know why they're not opening, but I gotta squeeze my way through Indiana Jones style to the little hole as it's closing behind me. And I get through kind of, but I hear like a little banging behind me and I hand the bag to the customer. He looks at me like he's confused, but he's very glad to have his bag. And I come back in And everyone's looking at me like a crazy person, because for people that weren't high on an adrenaline rush, what they saw was a checker going into a full sprint, the doors opening very slightly, but not quickly enough, and me bursting through them like I'm a bat out of hell, just slamming through the doors, knocking them out of their... Holding. Now, Luckily, they're meant to knock out because for fire codes, you have to be able to yeah, get out yeah. in case they stop working. Yes. But um, it made a very loud noise, apparently. And everyone was looking at me like, who the <laughs> hell is that crazy dude? <laughs> like running through a door oh like he's God. been like let through a barn. And this is my one chance for survival. And everyone come back in. And my boss is looking at me like I'm just lost my goddamn mind and the customer who I'm checking out just looks at me and says promise me that you will treat my groceries the same way you just treated his <laughs> so I don't really know how to feel about the story proud ashamed I don't know but uh, I felt like the internet might want to know that chase on adrenaline is nowhere near as coordinated as me without adrenaline and as my sister once said I have the reflexes of a dead cow, so you could just imagine this overweight, hurtling, whatever the hell you call me in that state of mind, just <laughs> bursting through the sliding doors. <laughs> oh, <sighs> but God. you know what?
0: That's bloody lovely.
1: The customer got his groceries, and isn't that really why we're all here at the end of the day? I mean, you're here to watch a YouTube video supposedly people who might be watching
0: this but oh yeah th- this is getting tacked right on at the end of the FlyQuest episode this, Great. Is, this is this is beautiful <laughs> this is uh uh no i i mean metaphorically i think we're all here to get groceries uh but <laughs> at the end of the day uh I, it's gro- i don't know what what is groceries a metaphor for i think that's the real question what are groceries
1: i mean what, what is life really but a process through which we eat groceries in order to survive, so that we can keep living, man.
0: I don't. Are, is like toilet paper are, technically groceries?
1: I mean, it can be if you. So is that not. technically
0: groceries if you get toilet paper from a grocery store?
1: I mean, yes, maybe.
0: You eat toilet paper. I you want to eat toilet paper.
1: Man, I. I could not even pretend to care. <laughs>
0: These are the important questions you expect us to answer on the Rough Draft Podcast. Are toilet paper groceries, and would you eat it?
1: Hard hitting esports journalism, boys. <laughs> Goodbye, Internet.
0: <laughs> hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.combackslash roughdraftpod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q and A's. And check us out on all of our social media: Twitter at Rough facebook.com backslash roughdraftspod, soundcloud.com backslash esports roughdrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.